Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host who hates the Broncos and Sean Payton pretty much as much as I do, uh, Mozzie. <laughs> uh, well, we hate to keep beating a dead horse, but wait, no, we want to we want to keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can we can buck the Bronco, all that stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun seeing Andy Reid galaxy brain every single possession and still easily win. <laughs> right oh my god like i think he just wanted to stunt on him i don't know like none of it worked really but yeah the chiefs don't really look right they don't i mean they're still winning travis yeah, kelsey I, is still like one of the best tight ends ever yeah he's still a little hobbled though i think the extra rest after thursday will help yeah so but i think they'll be fine i think andy Reid just wanted to bring out every single like fun play he had that's what it seemed like to me at least i feel like if you're a coach that insults another coach publicly, you really do put a target on your back, not just by the coach you insulted, but by pretty much all the coaches in the league. Like, you don't do that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know their exact, you know, matchup history, but I'm assuming Andy Reid and Sean Payton have, paid, like, faced off previously, whether as, like, you know, Andy Reid at the Chiefs or even the Eagles probably. Like, I'm sure they had a lot of NFC matchups. Say, I bet he d- they did when he was with the Eagles – he probably, I'm Andy Reid probably beat Sean Payton a lot with the Eagles. <laughs> I also, uh, I, Saints. <laughs> I never thought to look into that head to head, but I'm, I'm sure they faced off plenty. And so, you know, I'm sure he knows what type of person Sean Payton is. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's give it to him. <laughs> so that, that, Hey, Tony, Tony's one pass had like, a lot of zip on it. I think if that, uh, if that handoff to him had been a little cleaner, he might've gotten that. Hey, <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, we kick this off with our London game. We've got Tennessee and Baltimore. I wrote it as at Baltimore because Baltimore got there sooner. But, mm. you know, it's whatever. Uh, as far as the winner goes, I'm going to say whoever loses the fewest guys uh, during the game. Because these are two of the most injury-riddled teams over the last couple of years. Um, yeah. Especially last year. And we're sending them to some terrible turf on concrete. Um, <laughs> so... It's a it's a tough one. As far as existing injuries go, uh, Berg, Skifford, and Molden are out for the Titans, and then uh, Tartan Brewer are questionable. Brewer's your center, and then Adafe Owe is out for the Ravens. Um, Keaton Mitchell, one of the running backs, the rookie, the zippy guy, is questionable on on returning. Uh, Odell and Bateman are sounds like they're playing, but I <laughs> I know this is weird to say, but I worry about them here with the field. Yeah, that um, that concrete turf that <laughs> that the Bills players just absolutely blasted because they got pretty hurt uh, from that game. That's yeah. that's not so good on some of these guys that seem to miss a lot of time from injury, such as OBJ and Bateman. Yeah, or the Ravens. Because Odell got hurt during the last game too. Mm-hmm. So, nothing new there. Um, I do like Zay here. 
as I, I wrote redemption for I mean he still had a good game, but for drop for you know falling and dropping the the pass that could have been a touchdown. Um, Tennessee secondary is pretty weak, and I wrote in Aglor as a stream. Um, he played a fair amount last week um, with the other guys, you know, banged up. So it's funny. I he's been getting targets. Lamar is used to throwing to subpar receivers. So yeah, <laughs> like Aglor drops it, and we we're just kind of like, ah, it's Aglor. Yeah, you you know what you're getting with him. <laughs> like he's gonna like he fits in well with the Ravens because like you know he's gonna drop it on occasion. So, <laughs> um, but who you who you like this game? Well, I initially put just like agree with whoever loses the fewest players is probably gonna win this game. But I, you know what? At some point, I decided that when you pick Tennessee, it's purely vibes. It there's. <laughs> There is no rhyme or reason. I think looking at stats with Tennessee and players that are in or out is almost it, it. It's negligible. It's either like you're either like riding the vibes with them or you're not. And this week, I just get the vibes from them that they're gonna win. Um, it's funny because they're pretty much awful every other week and lose, and then good in the weeks between. And we are now on the week after well, should a loss. Be a good week. Yeah, so I go. <laughs> guess I'm just like, oh, I guess they're going to win because, you know, they lost last week. <laughs> they lose, get their ass chewed out, and then they play better. <laughs> right. Then they get cocky and then they lose. <laughs> yeah. They're a weird team. Yeah, they're a weird team. Um, I've got a real weird Mozzie take. And part of this is just for anyone who's maybe new or hasn't listened to us in the past, just in terms of setting lineups and, you know, you, you're putting your tight end in and you're looking at tight end options and there's that little number to the right of them. And sometimes it's green and it's like, green is good. And then it's also, it could be red and it's like, red is bad. But when it comes to tight end, that number basically doesn't mean jack shit, especially yeah. early <laughs> in the season. Except for like two or three teams, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even then... This early in the season, it might not have manifested. Like, you could be a really good tight end stopping defense, but if you played Travis Kelsey twice in the first five weeks, you're going to still be considered a tight end funnel (laughs) by, like, an ESPN or any kind of metric. And the reason I bring that up is because the Ravens, I think, are, like, I don't actually know what they are, but I'm going to assume they're in, like, the top five against tight ends, quote-unquote just because they have played, and let me just get this straight here, they have played Dalton Schultz in Stroud's first game, Irv Smith with uh, Bad Burrow, they have played uh, Kylan Granson with Gardner Minshew, uh, Njoku with three hours before game time DTR throwing to him, and the Steelers, who didn't have Fryermuth. That is that's brutal. So they literally have not played a tight end worth their. That's salt. an insane list of like soft tight end <laughs> matchup. Um, which so that just leads me into I'm I getting the vibes on Chigakonkwo this week. I think they have a weakness in that middle slot seam kind of area of the field. Even though like Kyle Hamilton's really good, he does sneak up a lot. Uh, I yeah, I'm here for. A Chigakonkwo double tutty day. 
Oh. And I actually kind of like Kyle Phillips a little bit too. Yeah, he he had just come back, so he didn't really get a whole lot of time. But he's pretty good. He's been really good when he's healthy. Last week was just um, it was Hopkins week. Made sense for the matchup too. Yeah, but he also his first game back, so he'll probably get more involved, especially with Burke still out. Yeah, I see him as more of a nice PPR option, like a full PPR. I would probably play Kyle Phillips, um, but I man, I like a Conquo this week to get some tutties. He's he's due, and it's gonna time. get she- get shiggy with it. That's right. Mm-hmm. But this is gonna be an interesting, weird game. Vrabel's always done well against the Lamar Ravens, so I'm curious how this goes because. The Lamar Ravens have often had guys with not great hands. Yeah. And then and Tennessee can be physical and just tackle the shit out of you when the ball gets in your hands and then drop it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that or they get a ton of pressure when Baltimore's had bad lines. Yeah. They're, he's really good at using his linebackers in really creative ways to mm-hmm. have sort of like spies for Lamar so he can't run all over them. But also, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I this is a it should be a good game yeah it's a good game as long as you're not like expecting a shootout i think right Just <laughs> as long as you're fine with defense like the total went up which i think is weird yeah that was odd i was kind of unsure why it went up this was like i didn't really get much in early in the week but i saw this total early and it went up a point and a half i was like huh interesting <laughs> Traylon so. burks got declared out and it went up <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, poor guy um joke. next up we've got washington at atlanta um these first two games i have not decided who i'm picking yet these these are kind of tough choices for me here um yeah, Bangers i don't have we, a good read on this game yeah i know we both like logan thomas a lot that's yeah. that's kind of a given atlanta has been a tight end funnel statistically their personnel merits it too i know that's something we kind of looked at started happening and it's kept happening so that middle of the field is kind of the best spot to attack him, so roll with him. And then I think Curtis Samuel is in uh, stream contention. He's been doing well in the middle of the field. They've been putting him in the slot. So Yeah, they've been moving him around a lot and getting him involved in different ways. Yeah, if only they could do that with Dotson. <laughs> yeah. Dotson does have probably the easier of the matchups as far as him and McLaurin. Yeah, McLaurin's going to get Terrell. Yeah. Dotson gets a CUDA, and I think Dotson can beat. Yeah, so that's going to be the ideal for him there. Um, but obviously, you know, that, that middle of the field is where it's easiest for sure. I like Bijan a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Are you on board? Washington's not been great against the run game. Yeah, it's been, it's not been the single players. It's been, like, spread out. And so, like, they've, they've been soft, but we haven't seen it get, like, pushed narratively because, one, they're not Denver, and they're not Chicago, and then two, it's it's not been one guy having big games. It just gets spread out. So I think the game script's gonna allow Atlanta to stay run heavy, and the matchup's fine. That Bijan's gonna be able to keep going. So yeah, yeah and he's I'm, really good. I'm really torn on this game, and I think ultimately what it comes down to is we just don't know if Ritter is gonna continue what he did last week or sort of regress because Washington. Yeah. We just watched their secondary get absolutely fucked by by Justin Fields and the Bears. That was the funniest shit. They tried to bite <laughs> so many passes and just kept getting torched by DJ Moore. I'm like, you that's 
it was terrible situational football, and then also they were just being idiots regardless. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the opportunity, like, basically, if Ritter plays well, they should definitely win this game. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if the Falcons and Ritter can, like, make him pay as much for that. One, I don't think they'll do that as much, too. I'm not sure if the Falcons can make them pay as much. But we finally saw what was, I mean, what was unequivocally, definitely Ritter's best half of football as a pro last week in that second oh, half. Oh, absolutely. Um, but... That's pretty much the only good half of football I've seen from him as a pro. So, like, if he can look like that again, I'm all aboard. But I, I, I gotta, I gotta see it more before it happens. Like, it just hasn't been good enough yet for me to get on board with him. Um, I think basically my thing was I think if enemy was the head coach, I'd be taking Washington. Because dude, Ron's been I, bad this year. Yeah, because I trust enemy who came from Reed to take advantage of the bye week and do well with that, you know, make defensive changes that really need to happen. But I don't trust Del Rio and Ron to do that. I really just don't. So I'm, I'm pretty torn on this. Ritter still hasn't lost at home yet. So that's kind of lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Not like ever. Yeah. I know. I see that like college or pros. It's funny. Always manages to, when at home um yeah i need to find neutral script on these teams but um i'm pretty sure this is going to be kind of like a slow game is my thought oh yeah because obviously atlanta's really run heavy regardless especially neutral script washington has been a little more pass heavy than average but i think both of these teams would rather not fill the air with footballs yeah so it's not going to be as bad as tennessee baltimore but <laughs> that's going to be, uh, it's going to be kind of, that's going to be a two hour game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this is not a game I want to stack, but there's definitely some guys I like here. Yeah. I really like Logan Thomas. He's going in a lot of my DFS lineups. Yeah. He's like 3,500 on DK. I haven't looked at yeah. his fan price yet, but yeah, the, the I don't DK know. Nice. I might just reach out. So if, if you're wondering about betting this game, find someone who's a Washington fan and just ask them, they'll know. <laughs> I was talking about this last week when it comes to Washington, that you just have to ask a fan like you guys gonna win and they'll know they'll be like oh no way (laughs) our defense sucks and you're like okay and then they're right (laughs) so yeah ask ask random guy on the street like yeah so you see someone in a sean taylor jersey ask him but anyway uh speaking of games we do want to stack we have minnesota at chicago hell yeah i'm not sure who i'm picking here I'm taking the over 44 because I, I know definitely. I know their offense is going to suffer without J. Jeff, but the Bears defense is suffering. So yeah, the Bears defense is non-existent, um, but the Vikings defense isn't really good either. Oh, it's ass. <laughs> and they blitz a lot, and like Fields has been solid against the blitz too. Like Flores loves to fucking blitz your dick off, but then you've got a quarterback who can run. You've got DJ Moore, so as long as Fields is seeing the shit, they're gonna get roasted. Yep. So we're definitely taking the over. Yeah. Um, I think this is a really great DFS stack to just take guys from this game. I like Madison, even mm-hmm. though he's you know boofed a lot of his volume he bring your hands yeah yeah just you know dry off your hands get all the butter off 
All that land lakes bullshit, non-butter <laughs> butter. Just put it all together. You, you got it, Madison. I, I mean, sh- if you played Cam Akers, I wouldn't even blame you. There's he got 22- he got a lot of stats last week. <laughs> yeah, that's not, like there's 22 players together on both of these defenses, and yet there won't be a defense in this game. <laughs> Yeah, it's brutal, man. Uh, I, yeah. DJ Moore has been so hot, and there's no reason he won't stay hot this game. Sometimes you just gotta ride the wave. Yeah. And this is this is the wave. We're staying on it. Um, I don't know any other. I mean, obviously Komet's there, but I don't have any other like receivers there. I want to use obviously. I think it's just use DJ Moore. You've got Cole Komet, and then now we've got every running back except for Foreman out. Pretty much. There's no Roshan Herbert. Or Travis Homer, so right. Don DeForman is a stream candidate, and he's oh, yeah. cheap on DraftKings, and I've seen Super cheap on FanDuel. I haven't looked there yet, so yeah, he's 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 in stream contention, even if he doesn't get a ton of yards. Like he'll probably get some goal line looks. Yeah, I did want to ask, um, which franchise is more cursed with field goals? Is it like if this game comes <sighs> down to a last second field goal, man? Are oh, we going man. with double doink? Bears or Blair Walsh chip shot? Dude, these are both. I feel like the Vikings have had multiple though, right? I think I think historically it is the Vikings. Yeah, they've. Yeah, but it's bad for both. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is a cursed field goal game, man. If this, if this goes to overtime, it's gonna be a tie, right? Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're just both gonna miss three. Yeah, and the time oh, will man. run out. Oh God. Yeah, it'll go to overtime on a missed field goal, and no one will make one in overtime. Um, <laughs> as far as other guys, obviously with Jefferson out, Hawkins is going to get peppered. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Addison should get a lot of looks. And then Osborne and um, what's his name? Powell are the next guys. I would prefer Osborne to Powell just because we've seen much more from Osborne. But Yeah, Cousins likes Osborne. He um... Yeah, he's had big games before, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He he. You know, kind of gets overshadowed because Justin Jefferson's there, but he's gonna be a—he'll uh, be a target for him, and we know this game's gonna shoot out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is what I've been struggling with on like fantasy because I was like, I was looking at prices, and obviously Addison's more expensive. I'm like, he's better, but I get a big discount going to Bourne, but that or not Bourne, o- Osborne. There we go. Um, there you go, Osborne in ninety-five. Um, <laughs> and then of course you got Hawk. I'm like. It's, you can't really go wrong in this game, I don't think. No. There's just I, no defense. Uh, I, I mean, my struggle right now is if I want to go with Kirk or Fields. I think Fields is going to run, so he gets the rushing floor. But I also don't think that Cousin... Like, his line is healthy, and the Bears don't get pressure. They'll still find a way to fumble in the first quarter, but... Well, yeah. This is This is such a hilarious game, because... Kurt always gets down early, and then the Bears cannot adjust in the second half. I think so. I'm going to take Minnesota, but I I don't feel good about it. It's really I just tough, hate man. that I, I can't pick half of these games yet. Yeah, I <sighs> literally, like, these first three I'm still torn on. There's gonna, they're going to be last-minute decisions for me. <laughs> like, But man. of, like, money line, total, and spread, we definitely like the over. Uh-huh. This is a week where, like, I think I know a lot around how the game goes, but I don't have, like, a good vibe of who pulls out the win on, like, these first right. three. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's just, I've not bet any money lines this week. 
it's a terrible week for that. It's a great week for fantasy and a bad week for the money line betting. Yeah, like I got, I saw like, I went through props here. I found like 15 props I liked earlier. I'm like, there's so many <laughs> props I liked. But I, I touched no money lines. So one of those weeks. Next up, we have Seattle, Cincinnati. I've got Cincinnati. Who are you leaning here? I'm going to take Cincinnati. Um, but I get weird vibes from this game. I think I'm going to take the under, which oh, is weird. See, I was kind of feeling over. 45 is kind of high, but talk to me about the like, under here. I kind of, like, I might even just put push because so, I think this might literally be 24 21. Uh, I don't think it's super high scoring. I do think Chase, you know, still does Chase things because he's Chase. Yeah, but I, yeah, I still I like think, him here. Yeah. So, I think that a lot of people are. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're overvaluing Seattle's secondary as being horrible, or I guess mm-hmm. they're underrating it because they they've not been at full strength literally at any point this year. I think no. last week was the first week they had both Witherspoon and Tariq Woolen, and it was Woolen's first week back. Yeah, um, or something like that. But yeah, the first week right. they've had them both together. I think yeah, right. And I, I definitely think that this is like Seattle's an opportunistic defense. Having all their corners in is going to make a difference. We know Burrow throws an errant pick or two. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of get some some fuckery vibes from this one. This will probably be a fuckery week. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like Kenneth Walker here on the on the Seattle side. Um, Cincinnati's kind of had trouble tackling as was evidence against Arizona, and yeah. Kenneth Walker's not somebody you want to struggle with tackling on. So, I mean, yeah. and that, Like, they'll, they'll pass to him, too. I think he's going to get a lot of pass-catching opportunities, and then, he'll, you know, he's been getting goal-line looks. So, that's valuable. Um, injury-wise, uh, Damian Lewis is doubtful. Uh, Burns and Bryant, there are some corner depth for the Seahawks. They'll be out, which is important, just because, you know, given how Seattle's injuries have gone in secondary... Um, and it looks like they'll have Haynes and Cross and Jamal Adams back. Um, for Cincinnati, it seems like T. Higgins and Aluzi will be back, but um, Akeem Gather Davis is going to be out. How do you feel about Mixon this week? Um, I mean, you know how you know how I feel about Mixon. Like, I mean, <laughs> like he's fine. I don't feel any particular way about him. I mean, he'll get, he'll probably get a touchdown, maybe two. That's the thing with him. It's like. If they get inside the five, which the the real Bengals do that a good amount. So if they're inside the five, he's probably going to get a crack at it at some point. So, you know, I think he's pretty live for 80 and a touchdown. From there, it's just, you know, are the Bengals run blocking well enough to get him more and can he get a second touchdown? So, like, I, th- I think he's not starting Jackson Carmen. Yeah, I think he, like, he probably gets you, like, at least 70 yards. I think he can probably get you like 70 to 100 high end and then, you know, a touchdown or two. So there's a range there, but like, I think, I think a hundred touchdowns or sorry, a hundred touchdowns, hundred yards and two touchdowns is, you know, in, in realistic possibility for him. So I think he's fine, solid, but okay. he's never someone I'm like crazy about. Yeah. I think, I think that's pretty much where I'm at. I, th- I think he'll do fine. I don't really know why. I think they kind of need to run a little bit in this game. Because if they're just passing the whole time... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if we're saying that the Seattle secondary is underrated, then it might make sense if Cincinnati tries to run more, so... Yeah, just to open things up a bit. 
Mm-hmm. My uh, one of my things on DFS this week was I'm really trying to decide if I'm going to play Kenneth Walker or not because both Jamare and Mixon are really popular as of now on DraftKings, yeah. and so I'm like, man, I like Walker, and it makes sense strategy wise with Mixon and Chase popular to get the leverage with Walker. I'm like, man, but I'm like, that I can't play one of my receivers. It's a dilemma I'm going to be going through up to lock, but. <laughs> He makes a ton of sense. One matchup wise and two for DFS this week. Yeah. Yeah, Kiwi's definitely one of my bangers. I'm I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. He's so good, man. The, the Seattle with that fruit forward Kiwi based off this. <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> oh, man. But um, this will be a pretty good game. I think this is probably one of the better. Uh, well, actually, no. I think the, the game before this will be good. But this, this is. We don't always get a lot of solid 1 p.m. games. So we've got, I think, two or three that'll be pretty good with this one. Minnesota, Chicago, and then one later. Atlanta, Washington might be good, but we'll, we'll see. Um, one that I think we're pretty confident won't be good is San Fran at Cleveland. Oy vey. yeah. We both have San Fran here. Um, they're 10-point favorites. The total's 36.5. And, and I think that implies Cleveland at least getting a point. Um, <laughs> uh, I understand, though, what you put in the notes here, that this game has some weird vibes to it uh so if you want to go into that i i am kind of on the same page with you yeah so i'm not saying cleveland's gonna do enough to win outright but and i guess this might be my mozzie take of the week i don't know um this it's get, definitely gives off the defense steps up for a backup quarterback and the team steps up for the backup quarterback type of vibes because they're coming off the bye Jim Swartz is a solid DC. They've had forever to prepare for this. And he the is 8-1 against Kyle Shanahan, by the way. Oh, uh, Schwartz is? Yeah. Did, I, oh, I just saw that. That's fun. Um, we saw in the Philly game last year in the playoffs, before he got hurt, that the pressure was really rattling him. So if Cleveland can get pressure, I think they have a, I don't want to say shot, but They'll make they'll really make San Fran fight for it. I think um, even if the offense is struggling a lot, so the total makes sense. I think, um, yeah. But the the Cleveland defense on DraftKings is like two point two. So like, if you need that to fit in your studs, I don't mind it just because like again I prefer it if Watson was in and Chubb was not hurt because they'd be in better position. But they're so talented that they can at least get you something. Like I don't think they'll get you negative like denver or anything so no i'm here with you man i um it's gonna be a hot take but if the browns were fully healthy i would probably be taking them to win their defense matches up a lot better against san fran than i think people realize it's gonna be tough for san fran to move the ball offensively the only thing that sucks is they might not have to yeah, the game strip's going to be favorable, yeah. probably. Like, they can gain field. Like, they can get advantage on the field by just get going three and out. Because yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to see what I picked on this game initially. So I remember being torn on. I gave this game to Cleveland when we did the schedule yep. uh, initially. And I think it was the same thought on, like, the rosters, like the way they clash, this makes this would have made sense for healthy Cleveland. But yeah. man, now we've got Cleveland falling out of the roof in the tub, you know? 
Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's pretty much what PJ Walker is going to be doing in the, in the pocket. I know. Poor guy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so injury-wise, obviously Watson's out, man. That's been, that's been weird. It's been weird. You know what? As much as I love to shit on the guy, and he would probably like that because he's weird, but... <laughs> You know, if the medical team says you're good to go and you say you're not, then all the power to you. Because we don't know what these fucking, some of these NFL doctors are like. I mean, look at the Niners doctors who are like, yeah, Jimmy G's good to go. And he's like, my leg is broken, dude. Yeah, some of these teams, like, (laughs) we have a lot of documented history of them, like, fucking, like, Washington. Like, prime example. Washington's horrible. Yeah. guy had a tumor. (laughs) Yeah, they've... They fucked up a lot. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't blame him for saying, like, hey, I don't feel right. Something's not right. Um, yeah, and then someone else said it's, like, a two- to six-week injury, so the fact they cleared him in a week is really stupid. Yeah, like, it's your throwing rotator cuff. Right. Like, and this is your guy you spent, like, $200 million whatever on, so, like, let him get healthy. Um, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad he's facing some adversity. Um, <laughs> right now, if he wasn't such a pussy, he'd probably be playing anyway. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, no, watch, watch this one of the plays. I don't feel bad doing that about. Um, yeah, <laughs> Cedric Tillman's out, uh, Betonio is out, uh, and Joku and Pokic, Pokic, how do you say it? Is it Pokic? I don't the, know. I, I usually say Pochic. Pochic, that's probably right. There we go. Um, the the the, the vowel CIC is always a tough one because that goes a lot of different ways. Um, there's a lot of NBA guys with so like that type of name formatting. Anyway, so he didn't practice, and Njoku didn't practice uh, Thursday. Let me double check on Friday, but I, I think I meant right Friday, and then they're questionable. Um, Njoku played last week, dude. Those burns were insane. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was messed up. Any play? Yeah. I know, it's wild. Um, Imagine the sweat dripping down your face. Dude, and that helmet and drone head hurt so fucking bad, dude. Oh. Man, um, he's probably hyped up on some shit for that. I hope so. <laughs> Whenever they gave him a Holmes in that playoff game, they probably gave him Joku like five of that. <laughs> Man, um, but yeah, he and uh, Pochic, Pochic, whatever, Pochic, their center, uh, <laughs> um, were limited Friday, so... Keep an eye on them. They're questionable, but and then the for thing San with Fran, the, the center oh, really quickly that I think is funny is if you like look at his injury, <laughs> chest, like, knee, foot. It's yeah, knee, foot, and chest, and he's he'll probably play. Yeah, <laughs> linemen man are insane. Oh, that reminds me of, with Tony. How I I'm calling him Kadarius parentheses toe knee. Yeah. Now, because I feel like I'm, I he's had both those designations. He's probably had both together before. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, for San Fran, Greenlaw and Mitchell are questionable. I wrote no bangers this game. I didn't have any. I think the answer is the defense. I think yeah. the defense are the bangers. I will say I have a sneaky feeling Amari Cooper is going to school. I um, I mean, look, P.J. Walker might go 7 for 27. One of those is going to be a touchdown to Amari Cooper. And I don't think Amari Cooper is going to do, like, great but if he ends up with 30 yards and a touchdown, I will like, that's kind of where, what I'm thinking. Like he literally gets that bare minimum you need out of your starter. 
Yeah, I'll double check. I'm pretty sure PJ Walker like did at least hyper target DJ Moore. I want to say he at least got that far. <laughs> Which, you know, that makes sense to like really, really just force the ball to your best guy. <laughs> That's kind of the, yeah. the way to go. Let me, yeah, let me look at his game logs from 2022. Uh, pro football reference, when I... When I do it, like, not the full screen, it, like, doesn't let me click on shit sometimes. Okay, so let's look at this Atlanta game where he actually threw the ball more than 22 times. It's probably a good reference. He, we got, let's see, we got 11 DJ more targets. All right. It's <laughs> like pretty it. good. Yeah. And then around that, he had games throwing it. He had a game throwing it 22 times. So that's that's good enough to go off of, too. Um, DJ Moore got... Um, 10 targets. So, yeah. He knew to really get the ball to his best guy. Yep. Uh, and man, I tr- that's yeah. like all you really need to do if you're in a defensive slack fest like this. Yeah, and it's not like San Fran's secondary is amazing or anything. No, it's actually like pretty mediocre. Yeah, that's their weak spot. Like their, their front seven is nuts. Yeah. But you can get after the secondary a little bit if you if you're able to hold up, which... Obviously, we the, the Cleveland O line being banged up doesn't help that, but yeah. But this is gross game. Obviously, you have you play CMC if you have him, but I'm not really excited about anybody else. Yeah, I actually took the under on CMC's rushing for this game. Just oh, as well, rushing, like 90. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah, like, that's fair. I, he might get receiving yards, but I don't think they're gonna run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. If it snowballs, then yeah, but. I think this is a pretty gross, like scoring-wise game. Yeah, dude, man, Cleveland's defense is loaded. It's gonna be it's gonna be a slog. Um, <laughs> but opposite of that, I think we've got Miami um, oh, hosting Carolina. Uh, make it stop! Make it stop! Um, <laughs> Poor Carolina. <laughs> yeah, they're now fourteen-point favorites. Miami is. Um, That's still not high enough. Injury-wise, Carolina is gonna be missing Miles Sanders, Xavier Woods, they're gonna miss No Zavala. No Von Bell, no Austin Corbett. Derek Brown is questionable. That's a lot. Um, yeah. For Miami, Jeff Wilson's doubtful, so we're going to have to wait a little bit on his comeback. Um, Connor Williams and Nick Needham. Oh, sorry, Nick Needham's doubtful. Probably out. Um, Connor Williams is out. We might have Jalen Phillips back, and of course, Snow A-Chan. That's the, the big bummer. But Mostert, man, he, he's the running back banger of the week, right? Like. Yep, he is... I am sure he will be like sixty percent owned. Uh, how much is he on more. FanDuel? I think he's eighty-five. Oof, that's a lot. On DraftKings, he's like sixty-four or something. He basically costs as much as Fields. Oh yeah, uh, at least FanDuel isn't priced up right. Even that, he's still worth looking at. But right, dude. Yeah, he's, he should crush. And so, like DraftKings, I'm just locking him in. I'm like, I know he's chalk. I'm going to take it. He's not playing the line, so they're not going to eat his kneecap off. But Right. <laughs> that, that was such a sad game when he got her on the second play. That was right after the kneecap rant, too. <laughs> uh. Oh, gosh. But anyway, I'm not expecting that this game. He should get a massive workload for, you know, a Miami back. Like, obviously, Ahmed should work in, but most of the league guy. It's the best running offense right now against the worst running defense. Yep. Yeah. Um, and with that, the second Miami running back, who I think will be uh, be Ahmed, I think he's in stream consideration. I agree, because if Jeff Wilson had been playing, I would have 
100% locked in both Mostert and Jeff Wilson. I yeah, had much, a lineup set with both of them in the event. How much was, was Jeff? Like 43, Jeff was 45? cheap. Yeah, he was Probably, really cheap. Yeah. I think I he was 43. That, <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, speaking of someone who's 4,300, we have Chuba Hubbard on DK hey. at that price. Um, I think he's fine on DK because of the PPR. But in tournaments, if I'm going Mostert, I think I prefer going four men just because, like, if Mostert's doing his thing, even if Chuba gets some PPR, like, the touchdown and rush equity is going to be so low that, like, he's going to need to get a lot of those, of that of that uh, R. I was like, which one am I looking for? Which letter? He's going to need a lot of those R's to get those PPs. So. Uh, yeah. I The one thing I'll say about Carolina is they, they do okay in garbage time. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're losing by, I don't know, 30 or 40 or 50 <laughs> and uh, they have the ball in the fourth quarter, you know Chuba's just going to be chunking receptions. And so, it wouldn't surprise me if he did ha- just take one in. That was kind of my concern a bit was where he's been involved anyway and like, I don't know how long-term Miles Sanders' injury has been, but he's been doing with a groin and now a shoulder. Like, if they get super down, like, do they start getting, like, Blackshear in or something? Because he's, he's, he's a pass-catching guy. And so, like, I'm worried if it gets, you know, out of hand halfway through the third, we see a lot more Blackshear than we want. It's possible. Uh, yeah, I won't lie to you. That is possible. That was, like, the only reason I'm not, like, ready to lock in a lineup I had because I'm, like, I don't know if I want Chuba and Mostert in the same lineup. Let me pull up the stat counts to see. So Blackshear hasn't gotten in at all this year because they've just done Sanders and, and Chuba. I know Frank Wright said that Chuba's going to carry the workload, but he also apparently forgot to get Terrace Marshall playing time. So like I don't oh, fucking no. know. I think that might have been just like an ownership thing. I don't know. So I'm, I'm not sure if... That was him, or if the ownership said, hey, play Mingo the whole game. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's I'm a really, really sketchy and weird situation. Yeah, I feel like Frank Wright's going to peace out after a year. I don't know. Or maybe mid-season at this rate. Yeah. He did um, kind of publicly out his owner as being meddlesome. Yeah. Now, he didn't say that, but that's what everyone who was listening took away from it. Yeah, it's like some owners like to, you know, get involved, some don't, ours does, like, right. things like that. Um, and I know, pre-draft, wasn't he, like, kind of very much indicating he wanted Stroud? Yes. So. They 100%, that, like, that's something they talked about, I think, on Rich Eisen, is it's like the worst-kept secret in the NFL is that <laughs> Frank Reich and all the coaches wanted Stroud and owner uh, Tepper wanted Young. Yeah, and, like, I hate that because, like, I mean, we like Bryce Young, but the problem is if your coaching staff's not in alignment, it doesn't matter. Like, we literally right. saw that with Tua. Like, Tua, like, had some good games. We were really unsure. And then all of a sudden, like, Mike McDaniel gets there and, like, oh, this is why they got Tua. Like, obviously, they have an amazing team around him. That's, the bi- that's, the bi- that's one of the big differences is the team around Tua. But yeah. it took a coach that, you know, was ready to play to his strengths to really bring the most out of him. Right now we've got him making mistakes he never made in college 
in a scheme that makes not much sense for him at times. Yeah, no wonder Andy Dalton played well because this is a Frank right. Like this is why I thought they were gonna take Stroud. I think they have a system built for that kind of quarterback who's more of a pocket passer, like pure pocket passer, not really, you know, you know, a not statue. much improvisation. Yeah. Yep. Like Bryce Young can move around and improvise, and he's got that crazy processing. What I mean, you know, processing will get you helps you anywhere, but. Yeah, this is not, like, the right fit. Yep. Yep. So, hopefully they figure that out soon and get a better fit around him. Um, but they won't be able to do that in the draft because they got another pick. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to this game. Um, <laughs> anybody on Miami is always fine because it's fucking Miami and they get a billion points every week. Um, I do want to say, I think, like, all the Carolina pass catchers, like, Thielen... Um, even Chark and Mingo are all fine to use just because they'll be playing a comeback. Miami's defense isn't like crazy. Um, they'll, if Jalen Phillips is back, they're going to get a lot of sacks. Yeah. Like they're, I like, I like the Miami defense a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they're going to go after uh, young, but they're also kind of vulnerable in a lot of ways. Yeah. Especially in the secondary, especially need them out. So the, the the comeback wonder and prevent like that garbage time is gonna be sweet so yeah <laughs> so yeah that's 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 where Field and Mingo kind of come in here on that um, part of me does uh, like Thielen because in the event the Panthers are losing forty to zero and they decide to just like take Young out so he doesn't get hurt and let Dalton come in Dal- Dalton basically exclusively through the field. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was the old white guy connection. It was funny. It was just, there were no other receivers on the field except Thielen <laughs> in, in Dalton's eyes. Hey, man, Dalton knows how to get it to a number one guy, right? That's right. Um, but next up, we've got India Jacksonville. This is another one I saw at 44, and I think I like the over on. Um, I think I do, too. There are a lot, like, this is a weird read because there are a lot of games I was not sure on. Uh, I'm, I am taking Jacksonville here, though. Um but I'm like, these teams match up well against each other, like offensively. Um, Jacksonville wants to pass. You pass on Indy. Indy is going to be, I think, pretty balanced. Jacksonville's defense has been really weird. I don't know what to make of Jacksonville's defense. I don't either. And I think it's because they've had a lot of injuries in key positions like Devin Lloyd. Um, let me pull them up really quickly. Yeah. Devin Lloyd should be back, it looks like. Oh, that's good for them. I mean... Uh, their pass rush is like okay. It's whether it like basically if Josh Allen can get free, then they have a pass rush, and yeah, if not, um, then they don't. Yeah. By the way, Zay Jones and Walker Little will be out for the pan or for, for the Panthers. Wow. Wrong. Jungle Cat. Uh, <laughs> the Jaguars. Um, and then for the Colts, um, Braden Smith out. Ryan Kelly and Mo Alleycock are questionable, and then. Buckner didn't practice Friday, but they said he's expected to play. But keep an eye on that because it's kind of a weird one. Um, but it looks like Devin Lloyd should be back. I thought I saw he expect. Yeah, he's questionable. Um, okay. So do, I, he might not be back, but he got. I think he got in limited practices both days. Yeah, Thursday and Friday. So that's at least helpful. Yeah, this will be a fun game. Yeah, their secondary is not that great. It's Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, and Trey Herndon. So yeah. Yeah. They can be passed on, and like this is a game where I do like the pass stacks. Um, yep. I was hoping Zay would play. I would have liked him, and I do like Ridley here. 
Um, you you attack him on the outside. Yeah, he should smash again. Um, I like Pittman. Did well the first time. I don't see a reason he won't do well again. Um, Gardner Minshew loves Pittman. Yeah, and he also likes Downs, who I have as a stream. Yeah. He's uh, he's pretty cheap on DraftKings, and he's kind of... I think he can rack up that PPR for you. I like, I like getting... Um... Oh, I like yeah, getting one it. of these guys in my lineups for sure with Pittman and Downs. And I've kind of like locked... No, I'm not locked really in, but I love Ridley on DK this week. Me too. He's in all my DK lineups. Yeah. And I'm debating whether I want like to do a Lawrence Ridley stack because it just makes sense. So like Indy's defense is basically the opposite of the Packers, which to- I think is really funny. The Packers are a really good perimeter defense, right? They have good outside corners and they have good edge rushers, but they're inside blows. And then Indy is really stout right in the middle there, and the outside doesn't exist. Their outside (laughs) is terrible. And I'm just like, Lawrence has so many outside receiving threats that he should be able to... Like, this is in Duval. This is at home. He should, like... Yeah, this is why I really his, wanted Zay in. Yeah, his passing yard props, I I would probably take even without Zay, just because they're going to be able to move these guys around. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and then you have Evan Engram as well, and mm-hmm. then passes to Etn. Like, I think he's going to throw a bunch and have a really like strong day. Yeah, I yeah I, I've been fine getting Ridley and one of the indie guys because I'm like, I think Ridley could get a good chunk of the production. Yeah. And get me like I'll get me a fair amount of that Jacksonville passing, and then run it back with one of those guys. So right, because then on the flip side you have Minshew, who's got to be like the best backup. Yeah, he's pretty have. cheap too. If you wanted to stack him, yeah, he's gonna make throws to Pittman and Downs. We get a, uh, you know, you have that two-headed monster of Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, which I, you know I never <laughs> thought I'd say. Zach Moss, but... it's been hilarious, man. That's been so funny this year. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I'm not going to bet on that to stop happening yet. Um, yeah, they said that we're going to get more JT this week. I think it's going to be next week before we get the full like experience. I would assume so. I think Moss still stays pretty involved. And it sucks because they kind of cap each other. Yeah, I, like, I think this week is probably 50-50. Right. And then next week is the Browns. So even if it gets the workload, it might be kind of tough. But the Next, next, next week, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you've got Jonathan Taylor with the bye weeks, there's a good chance you're probably happen to use him at this point. Yeah, and he he didn't play a lot last week, but he got touches when he was in. So like, if he gets 15 touches, like you know carries in receptions, like that's probably good enough in your fantasy league. Yeah, yeah, definitely for um you know your fantasy leagues, you're still starting JT. Oh yeah, for, for sure. DFS, yeah. though, I'm probably not picking any, either of them. Yeah, the the price is just not right. Yeah. Like I think most are in JT are like the same price right now, which is hilarious. And like if you if you zoom out and you tell me before the season that's the case, I'm laughing. But <laughs> now it makes it's like oh, of course I'm playing most at 200 less. So yeah, but anyway, um, next up we've got New Orleans at Houston. I think I'm going to be with you on New Orleans here. This game's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming Tank Dell's out. There's been kind of like conflicting stuff on it. Like I've seen out and then questionable, but I'm guessing he's out with a concussion. Um, and then the Saints are missing Juwan Johnson and their fullback, Adam Prentice, who is a Prentice. 
and that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I don't think Pete's gonna play. I think he, it, I think they said that he aggravated his groin. Uh, like I think that I think that's what was bothering him. Like he re-aggravated or something. I'm not sure exactly, but he also was concussed. So I don't think he's gonna play. Um, <laughs> that's just a, it, it's bad to laugh, <laughs> but I'm just picturing someone like their groin hurts and then like a bucket falls on their head and now they're also concussed. <laughs> Yeah, concuss- <laughs> concussing your groin hurting is in a very just sucky combo. <laughs> Sorry. It's like it's very Looney Tunes ish, you're right. right. <laughs> it's kind of Looney Tunes y. I just, uh, just imagine Tom walking out or something like that, too, and like Jerry has a bowling ball right in his nards and then a bucket. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, um, and they've got a lot of depth guys out, too. Um, I've got um, so I do want to watch if uh, Noah Brown's gonna play because they opened his window. If he doesn't play, we've also got Nico, who I think is gonna get a lot of um, Lattimore. I think Lattimore matches up well with Nico, yeah, so I'm not does. really into Nico here. Um, I like Woods as a stream. I didn't write him in yet, um, but if Noah Brown does not play, we're gonna be getting more John Mechie. Let's go. So I mean. Not not that I'm like ready to get on board right away with that, but I would I'd love to see more John Mechie. Me too, man. I've been waiting. I've had such high hopes for this guy and you know, he's had to overcome a lot, a lot of injuries and I th- cancer, I think, right? Yeah. So, you know, hoping for the best for him. Been waiting for that to come into fruition. That'd be nice cuz I got to tell you this game as a as somebody who really likes Stroud, this is probably going to be his hardest test. Yeah, since the Ravens, well, the Ravens game, I feel like we're just not counting in a way, because like, <laughs> yeah, well, that was you know that's I mean, fair, even then that he didn't was throw a pick. week one. Um, but the Ravens weren't they injured even before the the first week of the season? Probably you knowing that <laughs> like Stroud's week one wasn't even like bad. He still threw like two forty. Yeah, and didn't get picked. So I do think that probably unfortunately comes to an end uh yeah just because the the saints secondary has been really damn good i don't think people are appreciating how good their secondary is like every yeah, it's an odd last number year week, for right every <laughs> last week everybody's like oh the patriots just suck but new orleans also kind of made that happen yeah they did the patriots did just suck but New Orleans, their secondary Both. is scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got a good defense. So, which is funny because their defense on paper was better last year and played right. way worse. <laughs> and then this year, um, it makes no fucking sense. Anyway, um, again, it must be it's got to be that odd number year thing with Lattimore. When he's good in odd number years, the defense just clicks. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, see, so yeah, Jawan Johnson's still out. He's been out a while. I thought they were just going to put him on IR at some point, but I guess not. Um, I guess that's asking a little too much for them to figure out. I don't Has know. He, um, did he play week one? Um, okay, never mind. He got hurt week three, so I guess it's only been... Huh? It'll have been three weeks, so I guess they're expecting him back next week if that's the case of it and IR him. But, right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really super thrilled on this game. Um I think, I think Kamara is usable, but I know you have a suspicion yeah. here. So I think this game is the opposite of just about all of our other games where we were really locked in fantasy wise, but the actual winner is kind of difficult to figure out. 
Whereas this one, I'm pretty cut and dry taking New Orleans, but I do not want anything to do with it fantasy-wise. And I'll tell you why. Because you're going to see Houston. Oh, it's really easy to run on Houston. Awesome. I have Alvin Kamara. Or I have Kendra Miller, and I all my running backs are dead. Like, okay, he might just get some, some good running snaps. And you know what? You'd be totally fine in thinking that. But guess what? Taysom Hill's going to fucking ruin your day because I just know <laughs> for whatever goddamn reason, Alvin Kamara is going to do 80% of the work. And then, you know, Taysom Hill's just going to take that that direct snap at the goal line and rush it in and take all the fucking touchdowns. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I know it's going to happen. This is the kind of fuckery week game where this <laughs> shit happens. I am. I I can't even describe how confident I am that Taysom Hill is going to vulture your New Orleans running back this week. <laughs> Dude, I hate that guy. I, I hate Taysom Hill. I mean, I mean, he might be a fine guy, but he just annoys the shit out of me. Like, football-wise. Yeah. He, it's he, like the dumbest thing when teams can't stop him. That's why. That's my issue. That's what sucks. You it's like you know he's getting it like <laughs> he may throw like a pass against you once possibly but just like keep just getting man like you don't need to like keep a ton of guys back like if you get if he throws a ball that beats you it's because one of your guys got stupidly torched like that happened against i don't know if it's land or someone else but like he he has like that one touchdown pass or she or heat or something but like it's because Rashid was open by 10 yards because his corner, like, went to blitz and then ran back in coverage or some bullshit. Like, as long as you, like, play man and then just, like, try to, you know, just stop Taysom Hill running, like, you're going to be fine. I don't know how teams, like, fuck that up. I just really want – and the Texans, they don't really have strong linebackers, which stinks. I just really want him to go against, like, a team of all – I don't know – Bobby Wagner's in their prime where he tries to run one and they just separate his torso from his legs at the midsection (laughs) on a tackle so clean that it like a tear runs down your streak. Like like, that's, that's what I want, (laughs) but (laughs) it never happens. (laughs) Yeah. um, Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you got Chris Olave, obviously you can play him too because he's really good. Yeah. I think I'll be fine here. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, next up, we've got possibly like one of the worst games of the year setting up wise. Uh, the Raiders hosting the Patriots here. Um, okay, so Jacobs and Armandre have been disappointing this year. Both of them make sense this week, but I think only one of them does well this week. So that's why I wrote a slash here. Because whoever wins is going to be controlling the game and probably running a lot. Um, I think the exception is if the Raiders are ahead and controlling. And the... I guess actually either. I think there could be a situation where PPR-wise both are fine. Especially with Armandre because the receiver is all being hurt. Um, But I think in general, as far as touchdown upside goes, one of them is going to have touchdown chances and one of them probably won't. Um, So we've got... Juju and Amara Douglas out with concussions for the uh, Patriots. Matthew Judon's out. Uh, Cole Strange and uh, Riley Reef are out. Um, 
Reef was trying to return from IR, I'm pretty sure. Um, they designated Thornton to return. He's questionable. So keep an eye on him because, like, they've, they've had no explosiveness. So they actually really need him back. Um, and then, and they're one explosive guys out. And then Hobbs, uh, I think Hobbs is out, I believe, still for the Raiders. Yeah, he's so, um, I do have one stream here to mention. I guess, actually, I guess I'll say two. One, Devontae Parker. Um, okay. The Raiders secondary is bad. Like, like we saw last week. They're bad. Like, yeah. they just tipped Love, and then Love has no timing. <laughs> Mac at least yeah. has timing. So, I, I think Parker's going to be on the field a lot and get open and, like, beat fucking Amik Robertson on routes enough or, like, be able to moss him. So, like, I think he'll be fine. His his, his receiving over was, like, 37 and a half or something. I'm like, I'm going to take that. He's going to beat that. I felt pretty confident in that one. Um, yeah, like, he... I, I think he had a good week the other week, but it was like when all the guys were hurt too. I feel like he's just getting enough looks against a bad defense that it'll be fine. Mac Jones will be able to get it to him. Yeah, I. This is a tough one. I, I just kind of put boo. Yeah, I agree in general. I just you. you I'm just like getting the skin crawlies, picturing. <laughs> Like Collinsworth or Romo talking about this game, like, oh my God, Belichick versus a former coordinator. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, fuck yourself. This game yeah. is awful. It's, um, uh, I will say on the Raiders side. Really hurt. Oh, good. Yeah, they are super hurt. That's what's making me so tough because, like, I might actually take the Raiders here. I'm not cause... confident in either one, but yeah, the, the Patriots are so fucking hurt. Like, are, they won't really be able to pressure Garoppolo much. Uh, yeah, like Max lying. Crosby's gonna get to Mac. Yeah, dude, Max Crosby's so good, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I was there talking about the someone I, I think yesterday. Yeah, like if he were on like a better team, he would get he would get the recognition he deserved. He's like probably one of the best what like five edge rushers in the league. He really is. Maybe he gets three. So slept on because he's just not on a well, great team. Maybe maybe four I'd say because you got uh. You know, Bosa. Garrett. Oh, it's okay. I'll say five. Then yeah, Garrett, Bosa, Watt, and Parsons. Yeah. And Crosby, I think five. Yeah, that's probably someone I'm missing. I would say, but I mean, he's so good. He just has no one around him to make his life easier. So, like, if you're on a team with like other good defensive linemen, he'd be crushing because he wouldn't be getting like you know double teamed and like all the you know effort on him. Like when he gets single teamed. He could, he dominates. Like as good as Hutchinson has had of a year, who's because we didn't mention him. I legitimately think I would Max Crosby. Crosby is at least as good as Hutchinson is playing. Yeah, like that's the difference of just when your team is doing well. Yeah, Hutchinson just hilarious. They've been getting picks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's funny. That's like, the hilarious a beast. part. That's what we're saying. And Max Crosby's a fucking beast. Yeah, it's, it's <sighs> funny shit. <sighs> but. I'm not going to pick this game until I have to at the last second. But I'm taking the under because, as you eloquently pointed yeah. out, the Raiders have not scored more than 18 points yet. And no, they haven't. <laughs> that means the total at 41 is about 5 too high, if you ask me. Yeah. And I don't think this is the game they go over 18. <laughs> not for either one of them. Yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders, uh, yeah, man, they, they're not able to drink. They're barely able to, you know, see R-rated movies, <laughs> you know, get into bars at Miami, like. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
R. Kelly's keeping an eye on them. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I do mention Jacoby Myers' revenge game here. Yeah, baby. And I think he actually wants revenge. That's why I'll put him in a stream, just because I know the Patriots will know how to account for him. But, I mean, he's going to be fucking pissed. So, he was, like, really actually pretty upset that they signed Juju instead of him for the exact same contract. Yeah, I would be, too. Yeah. And he's balled out this year, quite frankly. Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's been really good. Um, I know he was out that game, I think, with the concussion. But, um, yeah, he's been really good this year. So, yeah, the, oh, yeah. I, I think the Raiders, I think I'll probably end up going to the Raiders given the injuries. And um, they've, I think they've actually got a, I don't know if I say better roster, but they, I feel more confident in their offense. They're definitely less injured. That's for yeah. sure. The, I mean, you pull up the Patriots depth chart. If you're at home right now and you're just like, go on ESPN, go to the Patriots and look at their depth chart. It is a war zone. It's not as red as the Giants, but... Oh, I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> Man, yeah. Um, But yeah, kind of gross game. Anyway, um, I think I'm taking the Raiders, but it's a tough one. Um, I, oh, but, you know what? Kickers. I think uh, yeah, the kickers for sure. are probably good. Yep. It's a kicker Definitely kicker game. game. Yep. Um, next up, we've got Detroit at Tampa. I'm taking Detroit right now, but this is a tough one. I'm taking the over 42. Um, it looks like Mevins has got to be in. That was pretty much what I waited on. Laporta's questionable. I think he's going to go. From the the way the reporting sounded like, was that it kind of got aggravated, but it sounds like he's expecting to go. He got in limited practice today, recording Friday evening, by the way. Um but Gibbs, Branch, and Jonah Jackson are out. And then, of course, uh, Mosley's out for the year. Uh, Amon Ra is going to be back, though. And he is a banger of the week for me. Absolutely. This is another game where picking the winner is going to be tough. But fantasy-wise, ooh-wee. Uh, 42, way too low. What are they yeah, thinking? This over-under is stupid low. This should be 50. Um, yeah. Case in point, Detroit likes to run. And they won't really be able to run. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to be throwing. And Tampa Bay, really good run D, really, really awesome pass funnel, as in their secondary gets crushed yeah. by passing. So yeah, flip it on the other side. Baker's got a completely healthy O-line, and Detroit's secondary is really hurt. They just had a bye week. This game should be, quite frankly, like shooting out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I know Tampa's got a really good front, but the Lions have really good lines. There are going to be times when Tampa wins and gets to Goff at, at some point. And because it is Goff, I will say the Tampa defense is like 2.3K on DraftKings. Like them in Cleveland, like if you need cheap Ds, I'm fine with those two just because there's enough talent there that right. I think if they can at least get home some and get you there a little bit. Um but yeah, Tampa's defense is healthy right now. Um, the only concern is Shaq Barrett. He's a real sticky boy right now. Um, he did not practice the second straight day on Friday. He's, he's questionable. So but they're hoping he's better. They're going to IV him up, all that jazz. But they're they're the healthier team for sure. And off the bye week, that's like my, hmm. If Tampa had a good head coach, I would pick them. <laughs> right? Isn't that it? That's Isn't what that what we're at my with thing, this? Is I'm like, if this was... Mike Vrabel oh, didn't see that. <laughs> or Andy Reid or somebody like Biennemi even, just not Todd Bowles. This would be a pretty like 
open and shut case of, yeah, I'm taking Tampa just off of those factors. We're talking Todd Bowles. He might have a really great game plan for the first half, but then the second half happens and he forgot to make it a a game plan for the second half. (laughs) I didn't think I'd make it this far. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm all on the passes here. So I love Amon Ra. I like Mike Evans. Um, I even like Godwin. I like Baker. Yeah. Yeah. The tough part is, so this is going to be a uh, fan duel stack for me because on DraftKings, the prices aren't really friendly, but they're a lot easier to get to on, on fan duel. So, like, Amon-Ra's price is good on both just because he's he's really the PPR guy, but his price is, like, almost the same on fan duel. And then Evans and Godwin are a lot more affordable on DraftKings. They are, on, on fan duel, I mean, they're, they're, they are cheaper fully. Sorry, Godwin is cheaper on Fandle, which is crazy, like being just a lower overall salary is nuts. And then Mevins is only a few hundred more. Um, and of course, Baker's cheap. Um, so <laughs> he's a, he's, he's kind of weirdly priced on Drakking or on Fandle. He's a little more than I think, but the, the stack's way more affordable on Fandle. So that's, that's where I would do it. Um, Cause I do kind of want it. Yeah. Like yeah, I think I um, if you want to go get a bunch of studs in this game, this might actually be a pretty good week to go cheap at quarterback. Yeah. Between like, Baker and Goff here. You got Minshew. Like Stafford's yeah. not super expensive in our next game. Right. We have so many banger players this week. Like uh-huh. your lineup, you've got to really stack the studs. Stack yeah, I think this studs. is gonna be a pretty high scoring week. Which I is annoying. So. I I always do better. Like fantasy wise, I always do way better when it's a low scoring fantasy week. Just <laughs> for some reason, that's just how my brain works better. It's funny. Um. So whenever it's high scoring, I'm like, ah, man, I think I'm doing well. Then I look at the line. I'm like, ah, fuck. So uh, so you need to do a showdown of, of Browns Niners. <laughs> my, uh, that's why I love the two game slates. Cause like you just have to get like one weird thing, right. And it works out like that's <laughs> instead of like trying to pile up a bunch of weird things anyway. Um, yeah, I like, I like this game a good amount to stack actually. Um, it's past funnel on both sides. So yeah. And Tampa can't run. So Tampa just cannot run. They, they, I I don't know if that's Rashad white or their run blocking. Yeah. It might be both. (laughs) Yeah. It's that's, that's both. So yeah, but this, this will be, I think a solid game. This light window is pretty good. We've also got Arizona at the Rams. Um, I, I, if I can have two bangers of the week, uh, cops, my other, I know that's like, you know, wow. Duh. Like look at you. Would you want a fucking cookie? But He did well in his first game back last week, and this is just an amazing matchup, and he just this should fucking such, crush. This is such a good matchup for Cobb. Yeah, he should annihilate. Like, like I think bang, like it's worth pointing out Banger of the Week because he is going to demolish the Cardinals. Yeah, this this is like, you know, when I said last week was like, or previously, this is a couple weeks ago, I'm like, CMC at some point is going to have that like 40-point week, and then he had it a couple weeks later. Cup. Cup has those games where he he gets you 30 on DK a lot, but, like, he can get 45. This is he one can. that sets up for, like, a 45 for him. Yeah. So, because he still got, like, 23 last week. And that's, like, the floor for him. Yeah. Because DK is the full PPR. Yeah, and you get the bonus for the, three, for the 100 yards. Yeah. So, someone like Cup there. Oh, yeah. Which. The nuts. Leads me to, I also think Puka is going to be good. Yeah, he, so that's one where I I've, I was contemplating doing like some like twenty like I said twenty entry or maybe even one fifty 
Pugo would be someone I'd love for that because he's 8K. It's like no one's going to play him. But right. they could both ball out. <laughs> yeah, they they really both could. The only thing... So I wouldn't do this. I would not do Cup, Puka, and Kyron Williams. No, 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 yeah. I would do Cup, and then if you want to do this game, choose either Puka or Kyron. I would probably lean Kyron Williams. Yeah, it's asking a lot to get Puka and Cooper there. That's asking so much. It is. And Kyron Williams, I've said it before, but he's just the James Conner of 2023. (laughs) When they get James to the Kyron. one, fo- yeah. When they get to the one foot line, it is going to him. He doesn't have to get yardage because he's just going to get twenty touchdowns this season. Yeah, and he fits well because the style of offense they run, you get to the one foot line and get him out all the time. <laughs> like it's very dink and dunk. So um, I do also want to mention Tutu Atwell. He's the clear number three receiver. Um, mm-hmm. They shipped Van out, so like. He's going to get easier looks. He's 51 on, on DK. So if you want to get someone else in the passing game, he's also an option. Because um, I, I think Hig, Higby has just not really been priced right at all. 4K is a little better, but like I, I'm not really getting there until he's like 3.5 or something like that. So and uh, on yeah. the Arizona side, um, it looks like Keontae Ingram's going to be in. So it's going to be probably, if he's in, it's going to be like the gross committee that I don't want to deal with. Um, but... Hollywood Brown, Mr. 16 points, basically. Um, <laughs> week one's not great, but he's basically gotten you between 16 and 17 and a half points. Like, so at some point, if he gets over 100 yards and a touchdown, it'll be really nice, but he's very consistent. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, I'm, this is a curious game because the Cardinals are going to put up a good fight, at least often, like offensively. And I'm not really sure who I like. But I do know that I like Ertz. Yeah, I was going to say, the Rams have not really been a tight end funnel, but, like, you can get him at tight end. Dobbs just loves him, man. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he's either gotten the catches or the touchdown. Like, he's not gotten both. So, if they could, like, coincide and he gets the 6 for 50 in a, six for 50 in a touchdown, like, you're, you're in money land there. Oh, yeah, baby. Because he's really cheap on DK. Yeah, the, the the dilemma I'm facing over and over is him or Logan Thomas, man. Me too. <laughs> it's so tough to choose. It's pretty much like it's going to be dependent on my lineup. Like if I've got Cup and I've got the money for Ertz, I'll probably get Ertz just to have that like correlation. But if not, I'm going Logan Thomas because he should do well again. Um, but injury-wise in this game, I mentioned Keontae. Um, it looks like we might have Maijai, Sanders, and uh, Jonathan Ledbetter back in. Um, I think Antonio Hamilton, their safety, was it safety or corner? I think corner. is out with a concussion. Um, I didn't see a note on him. I but saw I'm pretty that sure he was going to play. Is he going to play? I didn't see anything, so I was I thought he was out. but Because um, Jalen Thompson is out. Um, he's been safety and nickel, and I think Antonio Hamilton might be his backup, so that's why I was like, going to check on okay. that. Okay. So... That's I, I couldn't find him, so maybe he's playing if he, I thought I didn't see him, but for some reason I thought he'd gotten... If he got a uh, concussion, concussed. then like he probably shouldn't. Maybe I left something in there. I don't know. Um, okay, he didn't come back into the into the game because uh, they ruled he was in like they were checking for concussion last week. But maybe he's fine. So weird. Yeah. Um. I guess I guess he is fine. I don't see anything on him, so I guess he's good to go. Um. That would just seem very odd to me that there was no further update. Um. 
yeah anyway like oh yeah no james Cotter, of course yeah I, I guess so so i guess he's in um wasn't he getting torched last week yeah yeah um <laughs> so anyway in the slot getting torched against the rams all right um so and of course no james Cotter. um for the rams um still no joe note boom uh bob brown went to ir and they do not have Ernest Jones. Uh, he's one of their linebackers. One of so many defensive players, I just do not know. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Brown was on their, I think it was their defensive tackle, pretty sure. Yes. I think he was actually doing solidly, but <laughs> wonderful name. <laughs> Bobby Brown. Yeah, but um, next up, we've got Philly at the Jets. I'm taking Philly here, I believe, but... I think this could, they're going to have to earn it if they do win. I agree. I immediately went like, okay, yeah, Philly's going to win this. Um, Then the injury news started popping up, and it's getting a little murkier now because there's no Jalen Carter and no Darius Slay. N'Kobe Dean is back, but that doesn't really worry me as much. Uh, No Jalen Carter is great because that takes a little pressure off of the Jets' O-line. And no Darius Slay means Garrett Wilson gets to be. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up was last week, you know, they gave the game ball to Hackett. Because really, that was more yeah. of just telling Sean Payton to go fuck himself. <laughs> but I, I really hope that after Sala, like, pulled Hackett aside and was just like, all right, we gave you the want you to call that pussy-ass fucking bullshit game again. That was... <laughs> Some of the most conservative, overly conservative play calling from Hackett. Um, I don't know if maybe he just didn't want to blow the game or what, or if they wanted to just let Wilson kind of, you know, make throws and not potentially lose the game for them. But they are going to have to play aggressively if they're going to beat Philly. And I really hope they do. They're, he's going to have to throw it. It doesn't matter if he throws picks. He needs to take shots. Yeah, because when, I mean, Philly's a pass funnel. Yeah, when when Zach Wilson, the, the fucking stats are, like, damning. When he gets rid of the ball in, like, under three seconds, he's like a top 15 quarterback. I'm not making this up. When he, <laughs> Which for him is insane. When he doesn't, he is like a bottom five quarterback. So like so we're, dark, made, we're talking five out of forty there. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they need to play aggressively. Like Hackett needs to dial up some quick shit for Wilson so he can get it to Wilson. And I actually think that they can win this. Um I haven't made the pick yet because of that, but this is gonna be a pretty good game. There's a... There's one guy I did want to mention, and that is Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott is my banger of the week, okay? He's been crushing it this year. (laughs) Jake Elliott is my kicker banger of the week. So not only have the Eagles really struggled in the red zone, the Jets are also one of the best teams in the red zone defensively. And... I don't think the Eagles are going to have any problem marching down the field. I Honestly, Hurts is going to be able to run all over them. Um, that's just going to happen. But when it gets to the red zone, they're going to have trouble. And Jake Elliott 
might be kicking eight field goals in this one. I'm just like, <laughs> dude, he has been crushing it for me this year. I think the kicker formula might be really good offense that loses their coordinator. <laughs> I don't hate it. Like, <laughs> it's been insane for him this year. He's been over. He's been double digit points every game, and he almost got twenty one game against Washington. Like, yeah. He's been my kicker in the the one league I've got with kickers, and he's just been balling. It's so funny. Um, yep. If you yeah. are doing a showdown with this game, and you do not have Jake Elliott in your lineup, you are not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised Butker got as much as he did, but the Chiefs just kept big braining at the in the red zone. Um, yeah. This will be more of the Jets earning the stop. Um, but I do want to mention. Uh, I didn't have really good player reads on this game. Um, I think with the corner injuries, we're going to see the guy. I think you mentioned sauce on Brown and then um, Devonta might get the easier matchup. So he might be the guy there, but I want to mention Deandre Swift. Um, yeah. The Jets run D. I don't, it hasn't, I think people have been talking about it. Like it's a week just because Pacheco got the one big run on him. That's not really the case. It's not a weak run D. Um, it's just been game script based. They've been getting run on a lot. And so like, you're going to eventually break some. Um, I think this is kind of a case where there, it might be one where they get enough runs that Swift just works out on a volume basis. Yeah. I, so I don't love Swift for this game, but I like the Eagles run game and the, yeah. like, in general, because Hertz has got like Russell Wilson was able to torch the jets on the ground with his legs. And Russell Wilson is like a quarter of what Hertz brings to the table with his legs. Yeah. So if there's Hertz rushing props, that's like easy money. Um, I absolutely think Hertz gashes them with his legs. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I actually oh. think like Kenneth Gainwell is probably going to vulture some volume and stuff from Swift this game. So I'm not as high on Swift. I don't really know why that just makes sense to me. Yeah. I, uh, I forgot to mention Goddard, by the way. Um, yeah, that's kind of like the one kind of way to attack the jets, at the tight end. Yep. And Goddard finally got more involved last week. So I, th- I think that's going to continue. Yeah. So I do like Goddard a lot here. No, I do too. I forgot to put him in. Yeah. It's, there's a lot to consider this week. Um, <laughs> um, so I was but, telling you, there's a lot of tight ends I like this week. Yeah, I mean, you're the tight end whisperer, really man. <laughs> yeah, so many tight ends. We need, we need, like, I wish that DFS had formats where, like, you could pick. Um, I, I know there was the one that was, like, pick players, use all your salary, but get the least points. That was funny. That was cool. Um, the all-kicker the, the all one was funny. I want one where it's all of, like, every position has their one where it's, like, all of running back. Pick all receivers, pick all kickers, pick all tight ends. I feel like that'd be a fun format. Oh, I would love that. Like, yeah, it's, so I'm, it, I'm like, we we got Logan Thomas, uh, Goddard, uh, I like Chigakonkwo. Chig. Ertz, um, we That's didn't even four, mention, yeah. like, Laporta, obviously, or Kate Otten. Yeah, if Laporta options. plays, yeah. Um, Taysom Hill is technically oh, ha- a Hawkinson, of course. Hawkinson's going to go nuts. You have Evan yeah. Ingram in Jacksonville. Commit, you know, against the Giant or against the Vikings, right? So, so yeah, there's there's a lot of good tight end options this week. <laughs> so yeah, but 
I have one more to add in our Sunday night game. Um, we've got the Giants at Buffalo here. Um, why are the Giants in prime time so much? I guess the NFL didn't know that they were frauds. Um, why didn't they flex? We they can flex this now, right? Why did they I, not I, flex? This I don't game? know if it's this week or next week, but I thought um, it was week five. That after week five, you could. I don't know. I hope. I hope soon. But Buffalo's now fifteen point favorites. Uh, <laughs> it went up while we were talking. Yeah, so I picking Buffalo, of course, but I do like Waller here because it's Tyrod. Um, I trust Tyrod more with this terrible line to get it to Waller a ton. We saw last week in Tyrod's time, he threw it to Waller like four or five times. Tyrod's always hyper-targeted tight ends. Like, he made Charles Clay a thing. Uh, so I, I think Waller's fine especially with the injuries that buffalo suffered um their secondary has gotten weakened with uh trey white out matt milano is now out um that's probably more relevant to waller uh Daquan jones is out that's more of a run game thing um but the middle of the field got a lot weaker and then poyer has just not been playing well so yeah. he's kind of been hobbled so that middle area um i like waller there if barkley actually plays i don't this was more of like before i realized how good the line was I, I don't hate him here. Like I think if if we find out in time he's gonna play, and you don't have good options, like I'm fine going with him just because he catches enough passes. But with how banged up the line is, I can't call him a full banger. Yeah, because he's questionable. Waller they had questionable, but I, I think he mentioned it was just kind of some rest. Wanda, I thought Wanda got concussed, but I guess this is knee. He's questionable. Um, Evan Neal is questionable. He did not practice Friday, and then all right. <sighs> I gotta take a breath here before I list all the out guys here. Uh, Dimes, Ojulare, Matt Pert, Jingleheimer Schmitz, uh, John Michael Schmitz, and then uh, Andrew Thomas. So that's three linemen there, and then they've got another one who didn't even practice Friday. So yeah, they're, they're already starting backups. Yeah, if Evan Neal doesn't play, they're calling up a practice squad guy for the line to start. Yeah, that's that is the reality of the situation. Their left yeah. tackle is out. Their right tackle is questionable. Their backup right tackle is out. Um, their center is out. Their backup center is questionable. Uh, they, as of now, do not have enough people on their depth chart to fill their starting line if Evan Neal does not play. Yeah, they're going to be bringing up like three linemen from the practice squad. Actually, at least. Are they are are they already? Okay, yeah, no, I uh, think it's just if Evan Neal does not play, they have to. Yes, they have exactly five. Yep. So, I assume they'll bring up Justin Pugh and uh, Yadni Kajust. 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 Um, I think it's Kajust. I think I've heard it before. Um, however, one guy on their practice squad who everyone better hope and pray we don't see. Um, these guards really need to stay healthy with uh, McKeithen and Shane Lemieux. Or no, he's already hurt again, is he? With Mark Lewinsky. Exactly. See, is, is, yeah. isn't is Lemieux, is he out or hurt? Or He is quite, well, he's going to be the center. Okay, so he's, okay, gotcha. He's questionable right now. Yep. I don't even know. So anyway, there's a chance we see Jalen Mayfield. Oh my God. I don't, not starting probably, but. They'll probably have to call him up. Yeah. Oh, and he cool. is so bad. So, if he gets in the game, 
I'm gonna like I'm probably just gonna turn it off because I don't <laughs> I don't want to see Tyrod get like obliterated. Oh, like he's gonna have guys just crush them all game. It's I don't know who they're really bad. Dude, who who's their uh, quarterback on the practice squad? Tommy uh, DeVito. Oh, I thought it was that Richmond player. Is that not him? I'm not sure. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Kyle Lalletta. Yep. (laughs) I think they both played in one of the spring football leagues. I'm not sure if it's the same one or not, but these guys, I think DeVito might have played spring football, but I know Lalletta played some spring football. That's good. DeVito did well in the preseason. So if there's one thing we know about Tyrod, it's that he's the kingmaker. We might see Tommy DeVito in the fourth quarter of this game, just so everybody's aware of who this man is. Um, I honestly feel kind of bad for the Giants. They're... That's fucked up. Yeah, I do feel bad for them. That sucks. Um, I like James Cook here, by the way, um, just because he's kind of yeah. <laughs> good. The work is going to be there. <laughs> and, of course, Stephon Diggs is Stephon Diggs. So, yeah. But easy defense, easy game script. Yeah. Um, the hope is just that he gets enough work in before it gets too out of hand. And um, yeah. Do they it's... run zone, the Giants D? Um, I will check. I think so. I think they do. Deontay Banks is a good was good at zone, so I kind of marked that down as probably what they would use with him. Let's see. They actually they they play a fair amount of man. Interesting. Uh, like thirty five, forty percent of the time. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That's a that's a lot of man. Well, I was gonna say if they are playing zone, that's even worse for them because we've seen what Josh Allen does to zone. Yeah, yeah. De- Deontay Banks has been solid, man. That's kind of his thing. So, okay. Unfortunately, uh, Adoree or Adoree, however, what I, <laughs> depends how we feel or feel on him and Trey Hawkins have been fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Adoree oh, is really—he is super like scheme dependent. Right. It's really weird. Like, yeah, we see like with Tennessee, we saw him as some really good years, even like his first year with the Giants. But he, he's had a couple like he's had like a couple terrible years when it's not he's not been a scheme fit. He's like the reverse, maybe not reverse. Uh, It's like mini Namdi Asamoah. <laughs> dude, that <laughs> Phil, dude, he was an insane lockdown shadow corner. And then Philly put that on paper championship team together. Oh, and yeah. their defense fit none of the players they got. Was that the Chip <laughs> Kelly team or no? That was Chip Kelly, baby. The dream yeah, team. That defense was... <sighs> Hilarious. I was, I'm tempted to say some not nice words. But anyway, <laughs> the defense was so dumb. Um, Yeah, anyway, moving on. I think, I think we can move on, right? Are we good? Yeah, yeah uh, Monday night we've got Dallas at the Chargers. This is a tough one to call. Um, The total is... It's 51 now. Um, It moved up half a point. Dallas is favored by two and a half now. Um, That's interesting. Okay. This is a tough one. And I, if, are you not picking the Chargers 100% because of Staley? Um, I'm leaning the Chargers because of their addition of Kellen Moore. And not like in some stupid, oh, he knows how the Dallas Cowboys run their offense. He'll give him the secrets. I mean more in like, Literally, they brought in a coordinator who actually actively tries to run the football, which is very clearly the way you need to beat Dallas, is you have Uh to run on them. 
Um, and that does give me a little lean, but I'm literally like the the total right now. I'm like 51, 49. I think this game can go either way. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna laugh if you were probably Chargers, but like couldn't fully pick him because of Staley. <laughs> um, well, like whichever head coach fucks up the least is gonna win. Yeah, that's that's his <laughs> Which case, is right? so funny because it's McCarthy and Staley, and they both have such a nice penchant for fucking up right at the end. <laughs> it is really funny. No, man. Anyway, um, injury-wise, Leighton Vander Esch is on IR, and then Hendershot. He had been hurt a bit. He, they put him on IR finally. And then uh, Hank is in practice Friday, so keep an eye on him. Uh, Eckler's back. Um, and then Bosa and Gilman didn't practice Friday along with Nick Williams. Again, keep an eye on Saturday reports for for this game because it's Monday night. Um, Eckler is a banger for me here. Um, you just yeah, you just mentioned you run on the run on the Cowboys. Eckler was doing well on the ground in Week One. Yeah. Um, he was balling out. We obviously know he got just passes. So like I, I like him a lot. I think he's like the ideal way to attack the Cowboys defense right now. Um, and Diggs, of course, for the Cowboys. Yeah, they got they got fucked up last week. <laughs> Yeah, that that they got destroyed. Holy crap! So yeah, <laughs> the Chargers defense think, has not been good. No, so. yeah, Dak will Dak and the team they'll bounce back. I actually think Dak is probably a good stream candidate. Uh, did I say Diggs? I meant Lamb. You know what I mean? Yeah, I typed I Diggs. I'm like, did I? What did I say? Yeah, I like Lamb here. That's what I mean. All black, Cam. We wanted Cam Newton and CeeDee Lamb on the same team. That's just uh, We never got that. We were robbed of a great joke. But anyway. Um, but yeah, the Chargers secondary kind of blows. Which is hilarious. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't. The defense should be amazing. They Okay, they did get um, sacks for like the first time before the yeah. week. Fucking so. Khalil Mack got six sacks, was it? Yeah, dude, poor poor AOC man. Oh, he just got he just got wrecked. Cleo Mack won that game, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That was that was rough. Poor guy. That was a tough first start. McDaniel's did nothing to like fix that either. <laughs> Jacobs got a Josh Jacobs got eleven targets for eight catches and eighty one yards that game. By the way, that was also hilarious. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a tough scene. I'm trying to think of who I like from the Chargers, though, because I like Eckler. I like them yeah. running. I obviously like Keenan Allen. Uh, I mean, is it is it just Eckler Keenan and like that's what we got? Like, I kind of think that might be it. Maybe we'll see Gerald Everett have a game. I mean, Kittle yeah, did kind of hang his dong on. To, the The only tough part there is if Parham is back. He kind of. I like, think he is back. Yeah, he does. that's. That's the tough part is like it's hard to fully go Everett when you know he might get vultured by Parham in the red zone on a on tight end looks. Yeah, but, that's too split up for me to like. But I do yeah, think those two are probably the other guys. I don't like I'm not going to bank on Quentin Johnston. Um, not yet. We're still a year yeah, away. He's already Palmer is just not that dude. Nah. Um, so, I mean, it's Keenan Eckler. Like, I think it's just, <laughs> just yeah. we don't need to overcomplicate it. Um okay i don't want to say it because he's been terrible but what about joshua kelly it's funny you bring that up because i kind of think that like the week eckler comes back 
this might be Kelly's strongest outing. I I don't what's hate his, it. What's his showdown price? That might that might be like sneaky showdown play, you know? Yeah. He okay, let me find him. He might be too expensive because he was the okay. Yeah, he's too expensive. He's sixty four hundred. So what? Right. Well, he'd, he'd been the starter. So sixty four hundred if he's the captain. No, uh, in flex. Oh my god. That seems a little much. And this is this is DK, right? Yeah, this is the DK showdown. Yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, if you were like three K, I'd be in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The the price the price is still stuck on him being starter there so just give me you know like the Eckler, Keenan, and Herbert and I'll pick some Cowboys and make it work yeah let's just get real cheap Michael Gallup's line 2800 anyway get ahead of myself um <laughs> get some scoon maker in there um anyway so yeah Lamb should be good obviously Paul Pollard he's been getting a lot of work so I think this matchup will be light enough that he can actually get more of this work it might just be really a straightforward, like, quarterback, rec- receiver, running back for each team here. Like, nothing's really sticking out either direction, like, to make me think a certain other piece makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's pretty straightforward. I don't really know who I'm picking. I'm leaning Chargers, but I'm not even confident. Mm-hmm. It's like 51-49. But, yeah, Herbert, Eckler, Keenan, Lamb, Dak, Pollard. Yeah, this should at least be a good game, though. The kickers will probably be all right. I'll say they'd be aight. Probably Kick enough kicker. fuck-ups between the yeah. offenses that kickers will have to matter. <laughs> right? I mean, that's... That's, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Uh, but, yes. Anyway, this will be... This is going to be a good week. Uh, it might be a little little tough to call. Again, not making any money line bets. Hopefully, our picks end up better than last week. They were, they were like 7-7 seven seven last week. Tough week. Um, but... Looking forward to these games, but in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. You can find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll start sharing some of my bets on, on, on Twitter, you know? Maybe, maybe at some point. If I... I'm going to see how long it takes me to get to up 50 units. Hey. What If I get to that point by, like, week 10, I'm going to... I think we might we should make a Patreon. There we it. go. Hey, we'll I'm down. We've yeah. been doing really well this year. This has been my first real year getting a lot more into the DFS, and I've been I've been having a pretty good year. Still not up to you yet, but it's it's one of those things where it takes it took me a while to get the balance of like the strategy with the football because like we've got the football knowledge, just like making sure you don't do dumb shit strategy wise is the hard part. Right. <laughs> I think there's um there's an investment. That you have to basically say like, all right, this um, is a hundred dollars, and this is for this season, and I am not gonna really make any money on it, but I just need to play some of these and do like a couple each week, maybe do some double ups to just keep your stuff flowing. Uh, but you really just kind of need to learn the strategy of how to do the slates. Yeah, because like you're gonna you're you're gonna run bad, you're gonna lose. A lot is gonna happen. Like you're gonna have weeks where Mahomes and Justin Jefferson combined for only 25, and you you have to just say, hey, I, that you just say, hey, I ran bad. My guy got hurt. Shit happens, you know. Yeah, that hurts. Some, sometimes you're just gonna have really bad runouts, and it's okay. If you can look back at your lineup and say, you know what, 
I made this decision for this reason and the strategy was good. Like, it, it, you just got to make sure you know your process is fine. For me, like, keeping track of my bets helps me know, like, I'm looking at the right shit. So, yeah. It's easy to get in your head on it. You just got to you just gotta stay the course. Uh, that's honestly the hardest part of DFS, I think, is, like, not doing dumb mental shit. <laughs> once you know, Once you know what you're supposed to do, just do what you know you do well on your process and you'll be fine. Yeah, and I think for everyone it's a little different. What I figured yeah. out about myself is if I have a an intuition about how a certain game is going to go, then do a lineup based off of that. Like, mm-hmm. last week, my intuition was telling me the Niners are going to mu- fucking murder the Cowboys because their defense just does not match up well against San Fran. They're going to get absolutely torched and San Fran's defense matches up very well against Dak. And that's what I did is I did a full Niners stack and yeah, one five Cowboy one. player. Yeah. And I, I did well. <laughs> and that's how it works for me. Yeah. That's why showdown and like two games slates are fun. That's why I love the two game slates because it's like a nice mix of the strategies. Mm-hmm. But the playoff slates, oh, those are where it's at. But oh, yeah. Anyway. Please uh, share this with a friend and uh, join us next week because we will be back soon.